Welcome, everybody. That moment you've all been waiting for. I'm going to give you all a chance to uh, to get to your seats, get a good seat for today's show with uh, my old friend Chad Smith. So welcome to Live from My Drum Room. And uh, I'm so excited to have Chad Smith here with me today. Uh, this is, uh, we've been, we've been working on this for a little while now and, and I'm so happy it's come together and I really appreciate Chad making time to do this today. I'm not going to spend too much time, um, talking about other stuff because Chad's on a bit of a schedule and we want to talk about as much stuff as we can in the time that we have. Welcome my old pal. My good pal, Chad Smith. Uh, last Chad, time, there you go. The last time we did this, we had a nice chat about the great Charlie Watts. That was very enjoyable. That was. That was great. Well, you know, those guys, it was amazing. I loved it. Thank you so for having, having me be a part of that. That was just great. My pleasure, Chad. Thanks for being a part of it. It was It was. Cool. So nice to have you there, and and uh, you know, and I, I re we were just talking about this. I remembered one of the last times I saw him, and maybe it was the last time you saw him, was at Hal Blaine's 90th party yeah. in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, yeah. he rolled in through the back door. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that was and, uh, you know what was Hal? It was amazing that that. I hadn't seen Hal in a while either. And he was just, he was, he just was like, Hal, and he was just sitting there. And I know. Like, you know, everyone was coming up, kissing the ring. And, <laughs> and then he got up and played. And I was I'm, like, yeah. He's 90? And he's playing <laughs> Be My Baby? I was like, man, if I could like be walking or moving around in any way let alone playing the drums at, at 90 years old and then and then it was very shortly after he passed away you're right it was it was like march yeah. like a, a month or so yeah. it's yeah. almost like you know you hear these stories chat about people that you know i uh, i don't not to bring up a real downer but i lost my mom a year ago and um and it was like one of those things where she kind of waited for me and my siblings to all be there with her and and uh, you know not to equate the two of those things but it's almost like hal used his last bit of energy you know to go up there and and do that boom 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 flap intro you know and man it took the roof off it was amazing yeah i i think there is something the will is the powerful thing yeah and whatever that is whatever you know and and certainly when it comes to somebody you know in the twilight of their life and they have a they have a will to something to look forward to that they want to do or be part of or see or experience um it can keep you going man and yeah. you know what? It's, it's it's interesting that you say that my when my father passed away many years ago now over 20 he i believe that he waited until i got to be with my mother and he knew okay mm -hmm. she's gonna be okay we got somebody. We've got Chad here, and uh, and and literally, I went and saw him, and the next day he passed. And I really wow. felt that he held on because he wanted to make sure my mom was going to be okay. Yeah, I'm sure of it, Chad. I'm sure of it. I mean, it, it that you know last bit of strength that he had in him, you know, that he 
yeah. held on f- until you yeah. were there. Yeah, that's Absolutely. that's beautiful. Hey, before yeah. I forget to tell you, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> Uh, about drill. <laughs> I got I have to tell you, I have so many. No, it's going to be a fucking therapy session. <laughs> I know, I know. But but while we're on the subject of 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 Charlie and Hal, um, and the baked potato, so many people are wanting to pass messages to you through me. But I I want to let you know, and I don't know if this works with your schedule, but they're having a tribute to Charlie Watts at the baked potato on his birthday, June second, and. Don, Randy, are you on tour at that point? It's the date of our first show in Seville, Spain. Oh, you couldn't go to the thing and then just jet over to... (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I'm at the... It's. I think we're playing a, a, the football stadium now. I'm at the Baked Potato. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little late. <laughs> what's, what's the capacity of the Baked Potato? About 80 people? God yeah. Bless them. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Well, Irene's probably That's watching. Cool, yeah. And maybe Don Randy's watching, but they asked me to let you know that, um, oh. it's going to be a ticketed event and they wanted to invite you and some oh, that's, other. That's so nice. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Well, um, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to make that, but I think Charlie would be like, okay, he's, he's got a gig. That's cool. All right. I'll give him a yeah. Yeah, he'd want to. Yeah, he'd and he'd. Are you playing a new drum set? Is that is that a? Didn't he ask you like? Is that a new kit? Is it? Yeah, he wanted to know when we opened for them at, at the one time at the at the uh, where was that? Again? The Rose Bowl, maybe. Thank you, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, and we're at sound check and we're sound checking, and I look over and 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 my tech is like giving me the. <laughs> And and I look over and there's Charlie in the middle of the afternoon in a in like suit looking perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, fucking Charlie Watts is walking in my little funk beats, you know. And I had this green sparkle pearl kit at the time. It was a a, a new, newish one. And I got off the drums and I came over and he said, eh. I said, Oh, Mr. Watts, so nice to meet you. What an honor. Thank you for having us. And he was very kind of, oh, no, no, thank you. He said, is that a, is that a, is that a new kid? Or is that, is that an old kid, a new kid, Green Sparkle? I said, oh, I said that's a new one. He goes, well, I, I have I have Mel Lewis's Green Sparkle. <laughs> you know, that's like. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of it. That was just, uh, uh. And, and, and then he kind of, well, all right, I'll have fun or I'll see you later or something like that. Off oh. but um <laughs> uh, yeah he's but you know maybe some of the, the listeners don't know that, that that he was such a collector of yeah. mostly his heroes his jazz idols you know and any kits or stuff that they had whether it was gene krupa's watches or or right. you know, he would collect kind of anything he just loved to have them and and uh you know and and take care of them and as they, they they should be those instruments you know but he's got rooms and lockers and storage spaces full of drums a lot of, right. of everybody's stuff which is pretty yeah. well i i have to tell you a funny story right along the lines that you're talking about the last time i saw him when they came through town in 2019 at uh, gillette stadium i went to see him and i was so excited i just bought my first vintage rogers drum kit 
And I was so excited. It's a beautiful kit. And I'm telling him about it. And, you know, I was showing him pictures of different drums on my phone. And we'd been, for years, had been talking about, you know, various, he, in fact, he would say to me, have you got any new drums, John? Any, you know, have you, have you got anything, you know, and I, yeah, Charlie, I picked up this Gretsch, whatever. So I'm showing him this Rogers kit and I'm feeling really proud. And I said, do you have any Rogers drums in your collection? And he said, well, I've got Louis Belson's kit that he used for skin deep. <laughs> Of course he does. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. He, I know. I've got Krupa's, you know, played <laughs> Sing 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 on him. Right. I'm like, yeah. I mean, oh, and he, he loved that, man. He really, for, you know, he was so humble, you know, but he was fucking Charlie Watts, you know, like, he, uh, a, a fucking national treasure. And he, he, but he was like a little kid when he talked about his heroes and, yeah. and, and the players that influenced him. And he would be like how you and I would be like, to, you know, it was a generational thing. He was just like, wow, just the way that, that guy played and it's amazing. And the drum and the thing and the, that he just loved it. He, he lit, lit up when I did have that one chance. I had a nice time to talk to him for the drum channel years ago. And that's all he wanted to talk about was, mm. was jazz and all the players and the Jerry Mulligans and, and everyone that influenced him and, and how, you know, coming up, which was really interesting to me. But I mean, I knew he was a jazz guy, but that's all he wanted to talk. Yeah. I couldn't get him. I couldn't bring him <laughs> in stones. Like, like a little bit at the end, but like for the most part, he was just happy to talk about that. That's his happy place. Which was yeah. Great. It was, it was a great interview, Chad. That, I, oh, I, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Oh, thank Yeah. That, that yeah. was a real honor. You know, what a, what a, what a nice man, of course. And yeah, he was just, um, he's just, you know, he's, he's a, he's a music, he's a musician and he just loves music and it doesn't matter, you know, what level, once you get down to that common denominator of just loving music, everyone's everyone's on the same same yeah. page. You know, it's beautiful. Know. Yeah, it is. It's great. Well, I want to congratulate you too on. I know you guys have another record coming out next yeah. week, right? Or this yeah. later? Yeah, uh, April first, April, April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that MD. M, you know, this is part of the Modern Drummer podcast, so I got to talk about Modern Drummer a little bit. And I know your cover issue of MD also drops April, excuse me, April 1st. Does it? It does. So Coming I out? Just, say that again? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, April 1st. So, But oh. I think it's cool the record company managed to release <laughs> the record on the same day as MD's Isn't that nice of cover. Them? That's yeah. great of them, yeah. When is the article? What? Oh, let's put it out April 1st. Oh, we'll let's, put, let's put the record out. Oh, like a well-oiled oh, machine. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, That's I did. I, 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 uh, you know, we chatted and then the, a photographer came out. I was doing some shows with Eddie Vedder, which was really fun. Did a record with him and we put we cool. concerts on the East Coast and then Chicago and the West Coast and the, Guy came out, took pictures in LA, and and so uh, yeah, great. Um, That's uh, great. There's a sidebar with Rick Rubin, our producer. Yeah, they have him. He's uh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time? What was the last record he he worked with you guys before this one was had? 
Um, uh, Stadium Arcade. No, no, I'm with you, which came out in 2012, so 20, oh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yep. Okay. Wow. We've done all of our records with Rick from Blood Sugar in 91 uh, up until uh, we did the last one, The Getaway, in 2016 with Danger Mouse. And he's the first guy that we worked with that wasn't Rick Rubin. And yeah. it was a great experience. Andrew and I Mike loved it. And we, but we felt having John back in our band would be uh, a good opportunity to, to get back with Rick too, you know, just kind of get the old band back together. kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit too, with like making a record during this crazy time that we're just hopefully now coming out of, but like it, first of all, I'm so happy you guys are going to tour. That's got to feel so great to know you're going to be back out on the road this year. And like after, has it been probably, Maybe three years since you guys have toured, or we we well, our last real show was in South America in October of 2019. Yeah, wow. So June 2022 will be our our next real you know yeah. tour. So yeah, almost so, three. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, and to go back to what I was saying, playing with Ed, uh, doing those shows, we <clears throat> those are the first ones that I've played. Uh, we did one thing uh, in October. He has a festival called the Ohana Fest in, in, in outside of San Diego, but that was just one show. It wasn't a little tour. This is the first time like playing, being on tour, you know, everything that goes with that, the traveling and the cruise and, and, and everything and trying to be safe. And, and uh, you know, Ed got COVID right before we, we started to rehearse. Um, I got it in early January after Chicago, three of the guys in the band got, it was this whole, you know, we had all these hurdles and, and um, it, it all worked out and no, nobody luckily got, got really ill or anything, but just to go play, like we played the beacon a couple nights at the beacon in New York, yeah. which is a beautiful old theater. Uh, another one in Chicago, he picked these, these, for, for him, smaller venues, like 3,000, 3,500 seat places that were really beautiful, you know, old theaters. And yeah. what a nice place to go see music and a nice place to see somebody like, you know, Eddie Vedder, who's, you know, plays stadiums and big arenas. And so, um, and his fans are just like, they love him, man. They're just like, he's, yeah. to me, and I never, I've been friends for a long time and, and I've known him and we played together, but I've never like been in a band with him. Yeah. You know? And to see that he's to me, he right he really reminded me of like our generation's Bruce Springsteen. Like he's that earnest, every man, you know, he's he's out for the good causes. He's he's leaves it all out on a stage. He plays, you know, he would play as long as he as he could. Um it, it was really and the way he connects with the audience and the people, he's he's a, he's amazing. And it was uh, it was just to see people's faces up close and just like so happy to be there. We're so happy to be playing music again for people, and that energy was palpable. It was really fun and exciting, and we had we had the best time. It was just yeah. it was just so fun. So I look forward to doing that in june on a on a you know on a, on a, on a real scale you know we're, we're playing yeah. stadiums and i hope that it's safe and fun for everybody 
That's great, man. I was going to say it's, it's got to give you like this sort of, not, not that you needed any sort of um, renewed energy, but it's got to give this kind of like just excitement to get. I mean, I know for me, playing, playing in a bar in front of 75 people was exciting a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, shit. Everything. Here we go. Like, yes, get out. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and have that thing because it's one of the things that, 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 suffered the most sporting events too but those have kind of come have come back but like the live music thing and and it's so important to have that in your life and you missed it so bad everyone loves music and everybody loves to come out and see see music whatever kind of music it is so yeah it's really something you just went wow man this is this is an important part of life yeah it really is exactly for everybody yeah you know i was going to say the first time i met you was summer of 92 Lollapalooza really you guys were on tour with Pearl Jam Soundgarden yeah. right yeah. Alice in Chains no no not the Chains not the Chains uh, okay. uh, uh Ministry okay it was an unbelievable tour that yeah, was a great that was the second Lollapalooza that's how long ago that was 1990 yeah. yeah, 92 because Blood Sugar was the record that was out had come out 30 years this summer and not not to get all like get us into therapy again, but I can tell you it was in August and it was right after Jeff Bacaro passed away. Mm. And there's pictures. Somebody sent me pictures of us talking. I was with Joey Kramer. I went with the Aerosmith guys. Yeah. And you were excited to meet Joey. Of course. Not excited to meet me so much, but more more excited to meet Joey. <laughs> but we ended up creating a, a lasting friendship. From oh, it worked out. No offense, <laughs> as my kids would say, no offense, Dad, but uh, Post Malone is way cooler than you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't take any offense. You were like, Joey introduced, oh, Chad, this is my friend John that works at Zilch. Oh, hey, Joey. Man. Hey, yeah. Joey. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> no, but we- You're like we're the right. kind of the chunky girlfriend with the hot, no, never mind. Yeah, no, that's exactly. That's me. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, now I don't talk to Joey anymore. He ghosted me. Uh, yeah, he ghosted me too. I I, whenever I see him, but I can't give him free symbols anymore. So he doesn't, you know, <laughs> he took me out of his, no, I'll, I'll text him and he'll go, he'll say, uh, you know, what are you doing now? And I'll tell him for the fifth time what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> and I'll go, you know, cool. So, so you don't have any symbols. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, I remember it was right after we lost Jeff and we were, we were talking and someone's one of the guys in the Aerosmith camp sent me some pictures of us and we all kind of have our heads down low and we're just, you know, kind of very yeah. somber, but I, I remember just meeting you and, and, and really making a connection that, you know, whenever the next time was, I saw you were like, you were like, like an old pal, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, yeah. Hey. The guy with Joey Kramer. <laughs> the guy, what's your name again? <laughs> hey, Chad, that's good enough for me. <laughs> was that bought? Was it in Boston? It was at Great Woods, yeah, in, in yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Mansfield, yeah. Mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, it was a big deal for me. The other guys in my group were not such big Aerosmith fans, I don't think. But um, I mean, obviously, everybody knows. But for me, growing up, Aerosmith was like. You know, they were like the American Stone yeah. often people say, but like sure. it, they were a huge influence on me. All those early records, loved all those records. So, you know, and they were like, wow, Chili Peppers are cool. We really like Tyler really liked our records and he yeah. knew all, a lot of our songs and shit. And I was like, wow, we went out to dinner. And I, I was like, in 92, I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sometimes that those 
things happen and and um but yeah i do i i i remember that i remember um yeah I, I, as long as that was ago was and, i know 30 years and you and you yeah. really i just remember like i saw you at a nam show or a pasic not long a year or two after that or something and and we connected again and yeah. um I, I I do remember, I don't know if you remember this, going to dinner with you some some years later when we'd become friends and I called you when I was in LA and we went to an Italian restaurant in Brentwood, Proponi. 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 Awesome, yeah. awesome place. And yeah. Jack Wagner was having dinner like at the next table. And it was his Jack Wagner? The actor Jack Wagner, General Hospital. <laughs> and and he was singing. It was his birthday. And he was singing like Motown songs. I remember that. Yeah, and we were laughing. We we'd had a little wine that night, you and I. Yeah. And we and we were laughing, and he came to the table, and he recognized you. I remember he came to the table, and he walks up, and he goes, "Good evening, gentlemen." Really nice guy, <clears throat> and he said, "It's my birthday, you know." And you're like, "Happy birthday, Jack." <laughs> He's like, "Well, thank you very much." He wanted to buy us a drink or something, and we're like, "That's okay, we're good, thanks," you know. But anyway, yeah, it was just. I, uh-huh. I told Kelly the story afterward, and I, you know, I'll always remember that like one of the funniest. You don't yeah. remember it because you have those kinds of funny nights all the time, but this was yeah, not all the time. But yeah, Pony, I mean, the one great- I, I love that rest. It's it's old school. Yeah, in there forever. It's great. Um, you know the leather. You know rolled couches, booths, whatever. Low lighting. Oh, you yeah. know the, oh, the guys checking tables. Yeah. Yeah. White tablecloth, yeah. White tablecloth, yeah. old school time. And uh, um, I don't know who took me there first, but uh, but uh, but I just I really liked it and, and go there. And then I'm out of town, friends I would bring. And um, the one, the the craziest one for me was, that, you know, during the OJ Simpson era of OJ, and he had just been acquitted. And he lived, you know, it was it all went down in Brentwood. Yeah. And and I'm it must have been a restaurant that he he frequented because I don't think he was too welcome in too many other places around that time. And I was there and I swear to God, it, it, I mean it was like a week or two that was like really close. And that was you gotta remember at that time, that was the biggest thing ever. Like absolutely it was, yeah. you know, it was cultural changing experience for everybody. And and I'm sitting in the kind of the front part of the restaurant. He must have been in the back somewhere. And as he's leaving, he's coming out. And the restaurant was pretty full. And everyone's just like, you know, you like, like, like a guy. <laughs> you can't yeah. believe that, you know, OJ Simpson's walking by. And he, in tow, is a tallish blonde woman. Yeah, I was, it was yeah. like crazy. Oh, I was like, everyone's jaws were on the fucking, you could, you could have heard a pin drop. Oh, man. And he just walked by and everyone's just like, oh. And then he walks at the door and it was just one of those things where you're just like, did that just fucking happen? Oh, my yeah. God. So that's, yeah, that's something yeah. you won't ever forget. No, I won't forget. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I probably, you know, that that would probably top the Jack Wagner episode no offense, for me. No offense, Jack. <laughs> uh, hey, before I forget, there's so many people watching right now that say hello to you. Robin Florence. Mom? 
You have a thing that's like scrolling, and I do. I have a thing that's scrolling. So many people. Yep, so many people. And uh, Robin Flint's Dave Abrazes. We were just talking about Pearl Jam. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dave? Wow. Um, And Robin, our favorite. So much fun. And you know, we Pearl Jam. Their first tour that they ever went on when their record was released was they. I think they did some other dates, but their first real tour. Was was playing with us on that tour, Bud Sugar, ninety one September. It was wow. Pro Jam was the opening band, Smashing Pumpkins and Chili Pepper. Wow, pretty wow. good bill for ninety. Pretty good bill, man. Yeah, and so wow. and then obviously we did the Lollapalooza thing with them too. So me and Dave had a lot of a lot of quality time together. He's, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's my, he's my fa- you know one of my favorites. He calls you. He said, "Hey, so good to see you, fellas. Hey, Big Brother Chad." No. Oh, and Steve Gorman is watching. Now that's ah, some ah, serious shit right there. I like me some Steve Gorman. Yeah, man. It's, it's the tall guy, guy club. We were we were we we were at uh uh we were playing in Atlanta, and this is a long time ago, maybe 1990s, even before Blood Sugar, and I'm a big uh sports fan, a big basketball fan, and I grew up in Detroit. Yeah. And Steve is a big sports fan also, uh, and, a, and, a, and a very talented, not only obviously we know drummer, but he's a really good basketball player. And he was, and we were playing a gig and they opened for us. And because the band we were, that was opening with us, like Fetchin' Bones or somebody was from the South or maybe even from Atlanta. And they're like, we're not opening for you at the Fox Theater. We're too big for that. And I don't know. Okay. <laughs> And so Rick Rubin, our, our, so it must have been around the pre around Blood Sugar time, or maybe we just knew him, but he's like, I have this band that's playing, that's coming out of my label that George Shukulius just, just produced. Yeah. I don't even know if that record was out. So and it would have been maybe 90 then, maybe. Probably, maybe. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. And it's called the Black Crows, and they're a cool rock band. Okay, great. Yeah, they, can, they can play with us. Great. And I remember watching them. I was in the balcony and the Fox Theater, the old Fox Theater, the beautiful theater, and the, the twinkly lights in the ceiling. And I watched the Black Crows and I was like, this is a good rock band. And like singer kind of reminded me a little bit of like Rod Stewart. They had this kind of loosey goosey, you know, stonesy faces vibe, you know, yeah. but like good players and good song. I was like, this is great. But unbeknownst to me, Steve was watching us and I had. At the time, the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons basketball player, they were playing in the playoffs at the time, and I didn't want to miss it, so I got a little TV. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Steve if he remembers it. And it's literally down here by the hi-hat, and I'm fucking playing. (laughs) You know, oh, yeah! (laughs) Playing the Lakers that year, and my guys are huge. Laker oh. fans. So we had this real, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and later Steve was like, oh, I, 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 you know, I thought you, you know, you were cool because like guys, like here's another guy who like actually likes sports and, and yeah. to, to that level, he was like, okay, I can do that too. Then. <laughs> okay. So Steve, Steve said he remembers first gig ever in anything bigger than a shithole club fall 89 felt like we were playing. Right, the yeah, and he said it was actually regular season, but it was against the Lakers. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. That's amazing. Uh, you know, I got a quick funny story. You guys played the what's now the, the TD Garden, Boston Garden, and it was like the new garden at the time. You guys played it sometime in the 90s. Yeah. And you invited me to the show. I came to see you. Um, end of the night, I think it was maybe just... It must have been after the encore when you guys were finally done. Flea, looking up at the at the you probably remember this. Looking up at the ceiling, there's all the Celtics banners. I know where this is going. Yeah, he looks, points up to the band, gets up on the microphone, and he goes, "You know, I've been wanting to say this forever. Celtics suck. Lakers rule. Lakers." And you guys had just got like a standing ovation, and then of course, being in a, a Boston crowd, you know, they're like, "Boo!" <laughs> <laughs> John, we uh, used to be really, I mean, oh, so funny. we weren't, uh, we, we would take no prisoners when it came to our sporting, you know, other teams, um, you know, hate nothing. There's not nothing good about hate in any, in any way, but there is some level of where you feel like it's okay. I would never say this to my children, but it's okay to hate like another sports team. <laughs> Not in a personal <laughs> way, but just as a franchise, just the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> so the Lakers and the, and the Celtics. So there have been yeah. many occasions where we would have, we played in Boston prior to that when we were in smaller places, but I think maybe even some of the bigger ones. And there would be some not nice things said about, you know, Sports sexual favorites that Larry Bird was giving us backstage before we came on and, <laughs> and Robert Parrish's reach around or whatever. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah, and you're there like, yeah! We love that shit. I, no offense. Yeah, no, I know. We got our team and we got the mics. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You Exactly. No, it was... I'm a huge Celtics fan, and I thought it was hilarious, man. Oh, I, I just thought it was well, like I do that, and I'm a Michigan fan. Grew up in Michigan. I do whatever we play. Ohio State. We went and play. We play. Uh, 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 what the hell? Where? Where's? Uh, I should know this, but Columbus. Thank you. Yeah. And we yeah. play there, and I put a Michigan logo on my kick drum head, and we get out at the end of the night, and I'm like, "Hey, we got one more song," and they're like, "Yeah," and I think you probably know this one. Yeah. Hail to the victors. I start singing the Michigan song. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, drop. It's so fun. Oh, I go, you man. know it's coming. I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, before I forget to tell you, our friend John Cohan um, yeah. is not able to watch live today. He wanted me to pass a message to you just to say, sorry, he can't see this live, but he loves you. And he said... Mentioned the mentioned Pharaoh to to Chad and and someone else had mentioned the band Pharaoh, Pharaoh. and I and I actually found this. Oh my god! Oh um, my god. Let's see. You went deep. Oh yeah! Wow, that's the album. Clarkston, because it's it's uh, that's Clarkston, Michigan. Is uh, yeah, it, it, God, it looks like a fucking wedding invitation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a it was an original band. Yeah, in yeah, 1982. Wow, so I was 20 years old. Yeah. Um, the greatest thing, the Pharaoh was not good. No offense, again. I, this, I see this as a reoccurring thing. No offense to my fellow players. But yeah, who puts a tour on the back of an album that never happened? 
<laughs> well, I'm trying to find the other picture that someone sent me. I hope there's no pictures. Oh, Probably well. me with with a, a staccato. You know the drums, the, the Canadian oh, drum yeah. staccato? Yeah. Fiberglass shell. Like north, but they have yeah. the little... Weird kind of like, yeah. And um, uh, so I had that drum set because it was all about the look. And anyway, it was a long, long time ago. But the best thing about Pharaoh was that I got to play. I was the youngest and there were other, other more experienced players from Detroit area. And it was kind of a super group, whatever. But put together by this guy that owned the theater, Pine Knob Theater, which is, which is a, a big music venue there. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we got to record on the, on my stage. And he was a nut, he was a nutball. But I was getting a weekly paycheck, twice as what I was making, which was $165 for a week and playing in my other bands. I was making $300 a week. I was like, that was a lot I'm of money. Rich! Yeah, oh my on. God, 1982, it was amazing. Yeah. So, but I got to play with, with the percussionist, Larry Fratangelo, who yeah. was a, what is, and at the time, before he joined Pharaoh, he was the percussionist for Parliament Funkadelic. Right. So he played, you know, George, obviously, and, and Dennis Chambers and played with great musicians and great bands. And we poached him out of, out of, uh, out of P-Funk. And so here's this kid who's kind of, you know, I can play, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a fully formed musician. I could say, like, before I joined and, and at Pharaoh, I was like a drummer. And after, I was a musician because I, I learned from Larry so much and the other guys, but really Larry took me under his wing, a bit older, been around the block. And he, he just taught me about song structure and dynamics and, 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 and you know, just how, how to listen and play what's right for, for the music. Sure. And I was kind of put your head down, you know, I'm 20 and I'm just banging. I was going to say, especially when you're 20, you know. We all stop together. Oh, great. You know, I, I, I was a banger and, 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 and he was like, you need to, to incorporate more. He goes, you, you have the technical stuff, Chad. You just need, need to know how and when to use it. And there's finesse and, and uh, dynamics and uh, building a song and when to do, you know, do a fill. Don't do them, do, don't do them every four bars. <laughs> You're like, why not? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I mean, he, he like he embraced my exuberant, youthful energy, but he was also like, he just, I was like this wild racehorse that needed to be like have some yeah. structure and some some boundaries and and you know just grow up basically. And uh, so it was a it, for a year we played together, and it was uh, it was life changing for me. He really you know turned me. We would listen to like he would pick me up and go to rehearsal, and we would smoke a joint in the car, and then you could listen to like Tower of Power records and oh. and Soul Vaccination and What Is Hip and and see how he like, and you know when the solo comes in he doesn't bring the snare in right away. It's like bringing it down. Like if you play quiet, everyone else has to be have to play quiet because they can't hear you anymore, and just like. Just you know the feel, and we had so much James Brown stuff, and um, he really turned me on to a lot of a lot of super dynamic, um, you know, funky players that I knew about, but I hadn't, you know, dissected or delved in, and and been able to 
understand and comprehend what you're talking about. People say feel and groove and dynamics and lay back and push and blah, blah, blah. you know, you're like, huh? I'm just trying to fucking like and 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 I was I was just at that point in my playing, and it was super helpful for me. So I, I always give props up to Larry. He's gone. He's millions of people. He's amazing. And and um yeah, that was that was Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, that's great though, man. That's and you yeah, know it's all part of the journey, man. It was yeah, it was really something. And uh, that, that prepared you for, you know, years later. I have to yeah, think that that, you know, had you sure. shown up for the Chili Peppers audition full of all that gusto, they might have went, yeah, man, you got, you got the chops, but you, you're you not ready yeah. for the, you know, the yeah. dynamics. Or, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing with the Chili Peppers, like when I did in 1988, so that's, you know, six years later, I played, I did a lot of playing after that, of course, but um there there's that funk element and wow. all those bands that i just mentioned and those players absolutely um you know and the meters and you know i listened to ziggy and and, and guys like that and like that wasn't on my radar you know i was classic rock um my connection my here's what here's what happens in my house so i have these dogs right? i got that one and then there's one out here <laughs> barking to get in and she's just going to bark if I don't let her in. Come on in. Uh, don't have her join the party. I have yeah. to say a quick hello, Chad, by the way, okay. to, to a friend that's watching, my friend Christian Thornton. And I'm saying hello to him. There's a whole bunch of people I should say hello to. But Christian's son just took up the drums. Oh, nice. And thanks to your brother, Brad, we got him a Gretsch drum set Ooh. through Brad's Hal Leonard connection. Yeah. And so he, Christian asked me to thank your brother and you. And me. Uh, I got nothing to do with it. Yeah. But if, if you ever make it to the vineyard, he owns the nicest restaurant there called Atria. Okay. And I would I uh, would enjoy, enjoy the vineyard. We're always talking about going fishing sometime yeah. in the summer. I would enjoy taking you to dinner there. It's a fabulous great. place. Yeah. Great. It's a great it, place. It's like an, it, we're gonna sample all the best Italian places. You know, in, in the city in New York, I'm going there on Sunday. And when I was with Ed, whatever, a month ago. I went for the first time. Have you ever been to Carbones? No, no, I haven't. Little Italy? Italy? I think it's on like Alexander or Thompson or something. Carbones, okay. Carbones. It sounds like it's going to be good. plug for Carbones. I'll be there on Monday if you guys want anybody want to come by. (laughs) (laughs) It's tempting, yeah. It's good, man. I love it. I know. Oh, man. So, so... Now, in between, when you moved out to L.A., in between the Chili Peppers and leaving Detroit, did you, you did you go to PIT or MI or, or study for? I did. I, well, I, I wouldn't say studying. I wouldn't put the study word in that. <laughs> um, I, you know, it was part of the reason, one of the reasons, I guess, to go to California. I was, I, I felt like I'd kind of explored all the, musical possibilities for me in Detroit. I knew everybody and all the bands and everything in 1988. And I've been playing clubs and different stuff for eight years. And I had a band and a different band called Toby Red after Pharaoh and some other band kind of came up and we got a record deal and record came out and nothing happened. And we went back down to playing the clubs again. And I was like, "Mm." and so it was either New York or LA like for me music thing I'm like I didn't yeah. know anyone in New York New York's really cold yeah 
had enough of the cold in Michigan. I had some friends in, in, in Los Angeles and my brother lived on the West Coast at the time. And, you know, yeah, I remember 88, like MTV and the yeah. Sunset Strip and Guns N' Roses and all. I was like, that looked pretty good. I might have to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't go out for a gig. I didn't have an audition or a thing or a band or anything. So um, there's the Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Yes. The different MIT. And um, it was a pretty small thing at the time. And um, so my my parents were like, well, if you go to California, you know, uh, you know, I said, well, maybe I could be a studio musician or this or that. I was just like throwing stuff, shit at the wall. You know? <laughs> and they said, well, if you learn, you know, more and this would be like college for you. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be like college. For you. Right. <laughs> and so they paid for it. It was like four thousand dollars, which is like wow. a, not really, you know. Yeah, it was like not a huge investment, but. It was a, 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 the, the, the thing that like, so I went and um, I would go at the beginning and, and um, there were a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, there were a lot of Europeans, a lot of people from, from Europe. There were a lot of Germans and guys from Spain and you shared yeah. a room with a guy. And, and I just remember this one guy from Germany, I forget from which town, but you know, and I was 20, four or five at the time. And a lot of kids, would, they were younger. They were literally right out of high school. They were going mm-hmm. to a trade school kind of thing. So they were 18 or 19. And I felt, you know, I was like the older guy. But it, these guys, like, especially the European cats, which is woodshedding, like, they would be yeah. in the little rooms for hours. And I was just like, I, I don't, I you know, I like to play, but I, I want to play with other people and, and, I did some of the classes, but John, I, I honestly, after about two months, I was just like, it's not for me. I'm yeah. just not, yeah, yeah. I was doing it. And I was not a good reader. Um, I remember I had a big band class and, and I and I, I memorized it, like a cassette tape, and I'd help you. And I, I memorized it so I went in and I could and I played it and he's like, great. And I'm, the music is up and he's like, that's great. I'm sure I'm at first. He goes, okay, try this. Put some- <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I about a and a half into it. So my reading chops, not great. Yeah. And I learned in, in school, and, and, and that's where I learned to, to like, for something like the drum set reading thing was hard for me. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, I know guys that read fly shit on paper that are incredible, and 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 I and I think it's a great thing. It's a great tool to have for sure. sure. Yeah. And, um, but I just I wasn't disciplined enough. I didn't really want to do that. Uh, and you know, I think back, I should have because it's just another another great thing to have in your vocabulary but i was i wanted to be in a band and i was gonna i'm gonna meet some people here and we're gonna start a band and we're gonna be the next whatever yeah. you know and some hollywood dream shit going on but um I, I pretty cool. I asked about, uh, so school there's probably started in september and i joined the chili peppers in december wow it all worked out it all worked out. I think it worked it out pretty and I, well. And I remember, I think it was Ray Lazier was there at the same time. Oh, right. 
And he remembers, we talk about these. I remember, Chad, you would be going there, man. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not going. I got a gig with the Chili Peppers. And like, Ooh. I was like, ah, this is band. I got socks on their dicks. They're great. They're fun. They're fucking great. They got a record deal. Yeah. Cool. Good luck. And that was And now I would go back and then my will ask me to come do little seminars or whatever. And I bring my little meat bat band and we've done stuff there. And I'm like, you know, they got a picture of me on the wall. <laughs> you're the, you're the, most famous student. alumni, you know, I'm like, I went here for fucking two months. <laughs> I tell him, I tell him, you know me, I'm telling the truth. I'm not going uh, <laughs> to make it up, but like, I mean, but it's a cool, it's a good place. It just wasn't right for me at that time. And I, I'm, I'm sure it's changed and it's, uh, it's a wonderful institution to, to, it's just great to be around other musicians and, and, yeah. you know, you know, you're in it. Which is no, great. And, and you know what? I mean, I think what it's the end game for anybody that goes there is to do what you've done. You know what I mean? It's like you go there with the hopes that, you know, you can, you'll, you'll have the skills to audition for a band that's going to be successful. Yeah, you just kind of, you, you kind of just fast track the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I shortcut and it was just timing and opportunity and being prepared like with yeah. any job situation and luck. And, 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 you know, just so happened at all. Yeah. And here we are 30, whatever years later. It's crazy. John. Such a great story though. That's so great. Yeah. So, so and Dante, then Dante, our guitar player also went to Emma. Oh, no kidding. Maybe even briefer than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even a shorter tenure. Maybe oh, that's too six funny. Weeks. So <laughs> yeah. And he was like 18 and he went, but long before me. And uh, it's funny, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you hear the same thing about, you know, Berkeley is a great institution here in Boston and so many great drummers, musicians go there and some graduate, some go yep. for a couple of years, some yep. go for a semester, you know, and get Steve Smith was like, I, I think he was one semester shy of graduating and that got the gig with John Luke Ponte and then journey from there. And, yep. you know, so he never got his degree and, and. He did, did, okay. he ever go back, did he ever go back and finish that last? He didn't. And he, he, I didn't. Think he, he wishes he could. He told me that. He said, and I said, Steve, they should give you an honorary at this point. I mean, yeah, if anybody from get... Berkeley's watching, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or let him do it online. Come on. Oh, let, do it online. Hey, Joe Vitale's watching. And he said, Chad, hey, Joe, you're so badass with chicken foot. Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you I love Joe. Joe, I loved your I love Joe's book. But it was just so great how like he he, he couldn't really tell the whole story. <laughs> you know, it was, that's because he's yeah he's, he's yeah. yeah he's he's a good man. Joe's shit. Oh man, woo! Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And what a great unique drummer! I listen to those Joe Walsh albums and and the way he plays on those records and it's so it with a feel and the part and it's so it's it's. It's so, uh, has so much personality. I love it. He's amazing. one of my all time favorites. Yeah. I, I had him last summer on my show and he's a oh. uh, huge, huge influence favorite. Yeah. yeah awesome. And a lot of stuff that people probably don't even know, like how playing it, don't even know it's him. He's on yeah. you know, and he's, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, for sure. Speaking wow. of chicken foot, this was taken, this was, um, this was taken in, um, in Boston, when Kenny was on the gig, 
Oh, right. And I just showed up. And you showed up and played a tune at the end of the night, I think. Yeah. I was at on with somebody else. Was I on? I think I was on. Was I one with the Peppers? I think you were. I think you weren't. Yeah, Kenny was. was like filling in on the tour and then you had, you were yeah. able to come up. Like you flew up from New York, I think. Yeah. That, that night. The only gig that I came to on that tour. So I yeah. was thinking, put, we did one record and we did a tour. It was fun. And then, and then, and then I did the second album and it came out at the same time as the Chili Pepper album. I couldn't tour behind that. And, and Kenny so gracefully came in and took over as he does, like only yeah. he can. That's and, right. Uh, so uh, there we are. Look at him. Look yeah. at you. I'm just oh. excited just to be hugging you. That's that's that. That's why I look. I look I sweaty and gross. That's why I was enjoying hugging you. Look, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, you got an armpit, gross armpit stain on that shirt that probably still they can't get. It. <laughs> I had to throw that shirt away. I'm going to be honest with you. No. I burned it. <laughs> no, that was ten years I, ago. That was April of 2012. Believe it or not. Yeah. 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 That's but all. man, what what a great band! I'm glad that that Joe mentioned that because I wanted to mention Chicken Foot and just some of the yeah. other things you've done, um, yeah. with what you know, other than what everybody knows you're so famous for, the Chili Peppers. And um, and getting- I, I I did want to mention. I know we're getting close to to wrapping things, but um, the Modern Drummer Legends book that came out last year, and that's pretty exciting because that's that's like a collection. I haven't seen it, but you got to pick. Did you get to pick some? Um, special photos to put in there and it's like a collection um, of no uh david did the picking he did okay and and um um uh, it was it, i think it's it came out a while ago i looked at it and 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 um yeah it's i mean i'm honored to be even thought of in in that you know that category or whatever i think these is old you know no 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 old, yeah no, Legend. no, no. Legends. We're getting we're getting a, a, a Hollywood Walk of Fame star, you know, on like Hollywood Boulevard thing. Yeah. And, and which is great, and you know, it's amazing. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, I mean I got this Hall I got Hall of, you know, I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of Fame. It's just like either you're dead or old. <laughs> and I don't think I'm I'm dead. Oh no, not not even close, buddy. No, but man, I like, this is great. John, it's like I'm still doing the same shit I was doing as a fucking teenager. I still wear t-shirts and tennis shoes and jeans and play the drums. And it's like, fuck, I look at this face and I go, fuck, I'm 60 years old? Jesus. You look great. (laughs) Handsome, more handsome than ever. Yeah, no. (laughs) But it's like, it's crazy to me when I think of a legends book or a thing and, and then you know you star all that stuff, and it's it's like wow i'm just doing what i'm doing still i guess sticking around people seem yeah. to like it great i mean i'm so grateful but um yeah it has all the articles i think from the yeah. modern drummer magazine that i've been in and some a couple new things and um yeah that's I, uh that's cool i, sh- I should have looked for it too the i what i remember to be the first cover you did on md were you dressed up like a jazz, like a 1940s yeah. jazz drummer? Yeah. On like, was it like a Gretsch kit or something or a Radio King kit or something? Or? It was one that Pro Drum had that, we you know, I got that idea because Pro it's Drum so cool. above, which is the, the famous shop in Hollywood, been there forever, yeah. at Stan as, and Jerry have that above it for the longest time, it, 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 it like on the rooftop was a giant photograph of, of Gene Krupa leaning over the drums, and 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 it's probably a 
Radio King or it's something. Radio King, yeah, yeah. 40, and he's got the suit on, and he just looks cool. He's leaning over to floor toms, and it's that shot. And I just, I was just like, wow, maybe I can recreate that. That was so cool. Thing. Yeah, and 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 uh, I remember, I think it was like '94 or something, and Modern Drummer was like, well, well, black and white pictures don't sell. <laughs> we're not going to put that on the cover. It has to be color. And I'm like, it looks stupid color. I'm like, it, it, yeah. You know, you see what I'm doing here? I'm trying to like, and I had to like kind of go back and forth. I want to. I wanted to be on the covers the first time. It's such a big deal. I've been reading that magazine, but I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, it's it's fine. Don't trust me, it. trust me on this. Yeah, it'd be great. Finally, no, no, no. but yeah, I took a bunch of pictures of like, I had this book that I, this I can't remember the exact name of it. It was like swinging drummers or the drummers of swing or something and it had all these great pictures of like baby tough and yeah cozy cold throwing a stick in the air and um zuddy singleton and and obviously the krupas and the and the belsons and and it was like i just they just look so cool to me yeah. they look like yeah You're, i just i love them it was very davy tough if i remember correctly it had that whole one of them i stole davy yeah. tough backstage with a beer or some kind of drink, maybe with a beer, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's got on that white shirt, and he's playing on like an apple box looking thing with these yeah. old stick. And I tried to, I said, let's do that, you know. And like most kids or people reading Mama Drummer probably don't really know that stuff, but it was a homage to to those guys, you know, and because they're so important, and a lot of people don't go back, like they'll go to back to John Bonham, but they won't go back right. you know the guys that i mentioned you know so yeah oh, this good. has been so great we love, we love we love we love all you all you lovely drummers it's such a nice community the, the drum you it know sure very well john yeah. and i've been i've been around you know long enough so um I, I i anything i can do to help and sort of promote that or or connect people or be part of and to be invited on this you know thank you I really oh, appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. It's my pleasure. And, and uh, I hope to see you, you know, sometime down the road somewhere. You will. Somewhere. Yeah. You will. Good. Um, right. We're playing in the summer. We're, I think we're playing Fenway Park. I think maybe I saw that too. Yeah. I think yeah. In, maybe in August or something around there, we come back after Europe. So hopefully the world is safe yeah. and not blown up and not, not anything else. And, and everyone's, uh, enjoying our summertime and, and uh, if i don't see you before then and enjoy the the charlie thing that's so cool i'm so sorry i couldn't be there maybe Thanks. i can like well you know i'm not i probably can't go either I, I have a gig the night before and a couple of days after so it'd be really hard to get out and come back but um but they wanted me to mention it to you that it's june yeah, 2nd um, and, and, and yeah but i've uh, darkened the walls of the of the doorways of the baked potato quite a few times actually Yes, I'm sure you have. It's been friend. a while, but <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great music venue, historic. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to thank everybody for watching and a big hand for Chad Smith, everybody. The great Chad Smith, <laughs> the amazing, the le legendary, the old, legendary, crusty, still alive, <laughs> not boring. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you soon. And, uh, and thanks. Thanks again. Big hand for Chad.